0: Hi, I'm Batsheva Frankel from Overthrowing Education, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, do you need help in becoming more effective at teaching virtual classes? Well, NVTA, the National Virtual Teaching Association, has a semester program that is college accredited and designed to help you become more successful as a virtual teacher. A few of the topics that we'll be focused on are establishing relationships in the virtual environment, virtual instruction best practices, differentiation in the virtual classroom, and managing virtual resources among others. NVTA is an affiliate partner with Teaching Learning Leading K-12, and there's so much there to help you be successful in the virtual classroom. Uh, So take a look, go to my website, stevamoletto.com, slash sponsors, find the MVTA logo and click on it to take you to their website. Happy learning. Hey, welcome back. Steve here, and today I'm talking with Megan McGahee. And she's the chief financial officer and co-founder of Galaxy Next Generation Incorporated, also known as G2. G2 provides solutions for the enhanced classroom, enhanced school, and for enhanced safety. Our focus today is on school safety. So much to learn today, thanks for listening. And by the way, before you go, it would be so awesome if you would go to my website, stevenmalettocom reviews and left a review, could you do that for me? Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Boone Titanium Rings found on the web at boonrings.com is an affiliate partner of teaching, learning, leading K-12. And I'm also a customer. I have this really cool ring that's ca- got these carved pistons and, and stars in it. I love it. They make rings of titanium that are carved, laser cut and engraved, as well as they have inlays of many types of materials like meteorite, acrylic, wood, carbon fiber, and so many other types. They also have special collections that are incredible designs. One of the top sellers are the Gamer Rings, the Stealth Series, and the Black Zirconium. As a note, they also make earrings, pendants, cufflinks, and for you musicians, they make cool trumpet mouthpieces. Love it. Go to BoonRings.com and at checkout, use my code, capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, number 12, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So go check them out. I love my ring, and I know that you will love yours. Hey, Steve here, and my podcast, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, is hosted on Podbean. If you use my affiliate link when you sign up for podcast hosting, you will get one month free. I've been on Podbean for the whole existence of my podcast since November of 2013. In that time frame, I've had nonstop service. I've had easy access to assistance when I needed help. I've been able to upload unlimited pictures and podcast episodes. The dashboard is easy to use. and My Podbean community has grown tremendously. Looking at starting a podcast? Well... Use my affiliate link to get one month free of hosting. Go to my website at stephenmuleto.com slash sponsors and click on the Podbean hosting link to see what plans are offered and choose the one that you like the best. You'll be glad you did. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators helping you help kids achieve their
1: dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show.
0: Megan McGahey is Chief Financial Officer of Galaxy Next Generation and co-founder of Galaxy Next Generation, a technology provider enabling seamless environments for school communities. McGahey began her career in the classroom where she worked to improve instruction through the use of technology. Megan, thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone.
1: Hello, and thank you for uh, inviting us home. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Well, glad you could join me. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. And the first thing I want to do is ask, ask you something like this. Uh, you're the co-founder and chief financial officer for Galaxy Next Generation. Uh, what is Galaxy Next Generation's why? I mean, why does it exist? What's its purpose?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's really twofold. Um, you know, if I answered it very shortly, the answer is students. You know, we created it um, in terms of, of supporting what the learning environment needs to look like. And, and um, you know, based on my own personal experiences through kind of a, a, a hodgepodge of professional activities from being a teacher to being a, a technology salesman to now, you know, owning and running a, a business on the finance side, um, you know, it, it exists to solely support uh, students learning, teachers Teaching and administrators supporting and protecting, and so that is our real mission and and goals. um, No matter what product we're developing or or what partnership we're enabling.
0: Very cool. Now, now the logo says G two. So is it okay to refer to Galaxy Next Generation as G two?
1: It is. Yeah. There's, um, you know, that's kind of become our brand in terms of next generation. You know, uh, representing the two, and and so often when we refer to not just our products but the company in general, it's. It's G two for short.
0: Very cool. I want to make sure I was I was saying the right thing before I uh, moved on. So good stuff. I you know as a co-founder, could you talk about the inter, uh, original inspiration for G two? I mean, where would that idea come from? Um,
1: yeah. So the company uh, in general came from um, you know me and, and my co-founder Gary Lee Croy kind of being a little you know fed up for lack of a better word on how technology was being uh, introduced or brought into the classroom and. Um, You know, we have some personal experiences. Uh, Gary has a a son that actually aged out of the the classroom setting due to some special needs. And so we just really wanted to grab a hold of what the messaging was being delivered to schools and, and to the administration on what products really did influence learning. And what products, you know, were just kind of uh, marketable, for lack of a better term. And and, and so we uh, had previously both worked for other companies that distributed um, and or resold products, uh, technology to schools. And, and we just felt like we could do it better. We, we wanted to be able to advance the technology faster. We wanted to be able to add the features that we knew had the most influence from my teaching background. And Um, And so, you know, in 2015, we we took that leap. And and that's really where, you know, the inspiration came from is is feeling like we could help those students that, uh, you know, could not help themselves.
0: Very cool. You know, one of the things I got to I got to point out is that I understand that uh, um, at one point you were a classroom teacher. And what what was that like transitioning into from the classroom into tech, you know, ed tech type fields? Because I know it's It was a path that led you to where you are now with G2, but uh, what was that uh, transition like?
1: It was absolutely terrifying in the beginning. Um, You know, I I had gone to school for four years initially, right, to to be a teacher, and um, my my mother was a teacher, and, you know, all these family members had been teachers, and um, I thought, well, that's what I'm, you know, to do, and that's what I wanted to do, and where I thought I could make the most impact. Um, And then there was kind of a situation that my last year in the classroom where I felt like, you know, I could impact more than just my students. And that was really why I transitioned was because, you know, you get 30 kids a year, give or take uh, one or two. But, you know, if I can create something that has a more national presence, then I can influence, you know, much more students than just my 30 um, each year. And and so when I Decided to, to let the, uh, the school district know I would not be renewing my contract it was probably one of the most nerve-wracking things uh, in my younger career because I really didn't know where I was going to go or how I was going to start. And, um, you know, teaching is, is really uh, a profession that gives you security. In your job. Uh, You know, it's a a year over year annual renewal, but it's kind of a given that you're going to be there. Um, And so I I probably would say fast forward, you know, 15, 16 years or or, um, how many ever long it's been so far. Uh, That still was probably the most nerve wracking (laughs) portion of my career. And, and, you know, I run a a publicly traded company now with shareholders and lots of stress, but uh, making that initial leap was not an easy transition for sure.
0: I can I can only imagine, especially because your pathway is has been pretty cool. I mean, you've you've kind of moved from a into an ed tech company, and then it's kind of transitioned along and to now where I mean, you you co-founded a, uh, a, a an ed tech company, and you're also chief financial officer. So it's it's cool how you know that pathway worked out for you, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, the the CFO role, you know, whenever you start a, a company, especially. Um, uh, privately held, you know, originally and then transitioning to the public. There was really only two of us. There was myself and and my co-founder, Gary. And, you know, it's kind of like who draws the short straw. Um, But talk about on-the-job training from that original first year of opening to where we are today um, on my financial, you know, learning and background. I mean, I do hold a, a master's in economics, international economics, but You know, those of you that that know know that economics is not finance, two completely different worlds. And so learning how to to navigate that has been interesting. Um, I even ironically mentioned to to a friend this morning that I've gotten really good at doing interviews talking about finances. It's been a while since I've done one where we get to focus on the company and the product. So I was more nervous about speaking to you than I have been to investors lately. Uh, So there's the, you know, there's a mind shift that definitely took place at some point.
0: Just a side note, that's, I watched one of those on, on YouTube and it's, it's funny because I was like, you know, it starts off as kind of a normal thing and it's an invest, you know, I guess that's exactly what that was, was more of an investor type conversation. So that's, that's kind of cool. So don't be nervous by the way, all is good. (laughs) This is cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I'm excited to talk about the company and the product for once, you know, it's definitely where my passion comes from, obviously.
0: Obviously, so cool. It's so nice. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I got to ask you, because, you know, the last 18 months or so, however long it's been, uh, that we've had this strange year that we've been going through. I mean, the last year with COVID has been different in many industries, I mean, especially in education, by the way. But how did it affect you and what your teams do at G2? Um, to
1: say that it uh, calls us to have to shift would probably be a severe understatement at this point. Um, you know, when it first... Kind of became a thing, in, in March of 2020, and schools started shutting down. Um, you know, Gary and I kind of just looked at one another at one point and said, "What do we do?" You know, what the unknown was was the the scariest part of it. And, um, and so we, at that time, you know, kind of decided, let's let's really talk to those close customers that we have and get as much intel onto what they feel like. You know, the long-term effect of something like this is going to be. Um, and instead of shying away from the fear of, you know, not having sales because if schools aren't in, then, you know, technology people aren't working, superintendents not purchasing, you know, all of that kind of uh, snowballed at once. But instead of letting that fear kind of overtake us, we decided to develop a plan for, um, you know, how would we step in and assist those customers that have supported and grown our company and what can we do the quickest and the fastest? And so, you know, we launched a, a whole line of Cobe Shield products, initially, like right away in in April, so that if students did return, um, they would have desk uh, barriers, plexiglass barriers to to sit behind for the CDC's recommendation of of the social distancing. Um, and then, obviously, you know, it feels like it was 20 years between when we shut down and when schools started kind of going back, but. It was, thankfully, a very short period of time. um, And they figured out, you know, this hybrid model of, you know, if kids are are wanting to stay at home and and they have the support at home, they can learn virtually if they want to come back. You know, we'll offer them support here in the classroom. Um, And, and, you know, that was a wake up call for us to go, oh, man, we're going to come out on the other end of this thing feeling really good, because that's exactly what we do. We offer a product that are perfect for instruction in the classroom, but also are available to offer that distance or virtual learning um, type uh, environment. And so, you know, we spend a good bit of of time focused on our clients, our current customers, um, and then uh, that kind of snowballed into, you know, the reality of We are one of the only ones in the market that can support this current state that the country was in on the education side. And and so we really came out of, I'll call it the first wave of COVID, you know, in a much better position as a company, both financially and and operationally.
0: I appreciate you sharing that because it's interesting to know how how it's impacted just the different areas of our uh, of our world, because especially since. You're you're connected towards <laughs> the education world, you know, as it's it's bebopping along, trying to figure out uh, who's going to be in, who's going to be out, what's going to happen, how we're going to deal with uh, having the kids uh, virtually or in school, you know, whatever's going to go on. Of course, anybody who normally does business with us is going to be going, hello, can we help? You know, <laughs> we're here, and that, that has to be kind of a interesting thing to be on the outside going. Uh, and just want to remind you that we might be able to help you guys. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, you know, schools, especially at the admin level, they're having to deal with so much at this point too with those type of decisions in terms of how to keep their kids safe, how to keep them healthy, how to make sure they're learning, and and a lot of them had a whole year of of not really learning. You know, it's kind of this gap year of of are they really getting the material virtually or not? And, um, and so it it's definitely been a challenge, especially because of the the impact of COVID on other things, like like our marketing efforts, for example. I mean, trade shows, exhibitions, those type of things were completely shut down for a year. Some of them still not participating um, live. So, you know, how do you reach not just your current customer base, but new customers with the perfect solution that we offer them during their, um, you know, transition time without – meeting in person without showing them, without going out and demoing. So we really had to pivot not just our product line, but our marketing, our go-to-market strategy, our sales strategy. Um, You know, normally we get in a room, we do a demo. um, So now we just use Zoom rooms instead, and that's kind of just become the new norm. And I think the most interesting part for me is is even on the customer side, the education side, um, they have a new norm now too. I don't think virtual learning hybrid learning is something that's going to completely go away ever now. I think moving forward for like the Northeast, for example, when they're having a snow day, kids don't, kids won't go outside and play in the snow. They'll sit in front of their Chromebook and, and immediately just roll into virtual learning. And for us, you know, in the South, when we have hurricanes, we just roll into virtual learning from now on. And so I think we get a lot of pushback too on, well, we don't want to adopt all this technology um, if COVID goes away in a couple months and everything goes back to archaic learning and, you know, my response to that is, oh, we're never going back to archaic learning. So it's kind of get on the bandwagon or, or, or be proven wrong. But, um, you know, I think, again, it's something that we'll have to, to deal with long term now that we know we can do it quickly in an emergency situation.
0: Somewhere across this country, there were many children who went, wait a second, did I just hear someone say we might not have snow days? (laughs) No, 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 no. We need to go. No, no, no. (laughs) So someone's, I I think there's some kids drastically working on time machines right now. We got to figure this out. We got to get around. (laughs) But
1: uh, Yeah, well, you know, virtual learning does allow for a little bit more recess and in-school learning. So (laughs) they'll still be able to go out and play in the snow.
0: That's true. Nice recovery. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you got a good point. You got a very good point. If we can do this this way. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know in, in my own world, I do lots of training and professional development and, and we uh, oversee, uh, different, uh, meetings and such. And I've been using Zoom for a while. And by the way, my show is not sponsored by Zoom, <laughs> but I, before that, I was using Skype and, and before that, other things. And, uh, and what was interesting with Skype was that I'd send stuff, links to people and, tell them how to get in there. And they'd go, what, how do I, how do I do this? (laughs) And then, and I always had to explain, well, then eventually I ended up with uh, some, uh, one of my guests told me, Hey, I can help you get through all that. There's a program out there called zoom. And, and so I started using zoom about a year and a half, two years before uh, we got to this pandemic. And what's, I tell you that story because of this, what happened has happened over in just a short period of time is before the pandemic, I had lots of people, um, who would say things like, now, how do I do this? And I say, just, I send you the link and you click on the link when it's right time and we talk and they're like, really? And I said, yeah. And so I, there's a couple people I kind of had to walk them through this process a little bit, but now it's the exact opposite. I mean, I send the link and people are so comfortable. They know exactly how it operates and they have their <laughs> any number of things that they're, they're used to, to doing. And so now a lot of times they're asking you, um, and if you can't do zoom, I can also do teams or I can do Google meetings or whatever I want you want to do. And it's like uh, pretty cool. So it's an interesting positive that's come out of all of this is the ability to, uh, um, I think a lot more people are now comfortable with having this type of meeting situation or training situation, if you will,
1: you know, yeah. And I think that there's a direct line to what you just said to teachers as well. What we have seen is, you know, in the past and, and, you know, your experience, uh, have obviously probably seen this too with, with teachers and trying to transition, um, especially older teachers that have been teaching for a long time from the old way of doing it into this digital age that we've been in for several years now, it was always a hard transition to, try to, to train a teacher on technology that they just were not familiar with using, you know, even a computer, much less like interactive panels and things that we have now um, for collaborative learning and the, and the whole environment. I really feel like COVID and virtual hybrid learning, however you want to look at it, forced teachers to embrace the technology that the schools, you know, had purchased um, for their classrooms. And, and once they did, it was kind of like an aha moment of, oh, yeah, this is so much easier. I should have been using this all along. And, and so to your point about forcing, you know, meetings to, to, uh, or the, the laymen to learn technology, it's really been um, beneficial to teachers, too, to kind of kick, kick them down the road a little bit further if there was any hesitation prior to it.
0: You are so right, because that's a definite huge <laughs> thing that happened out of this, is that the, the educators are going, yeah, I got this. Before it? No. <laughs> and you know rather quickly mm-hmm. which ones did and which ones didn't. So good stuff. Yeah, you know, At G2, there are several areas of focus, the enhanced classroom, the enhanced school, and enhanced safety. And today we're going to be focused more on safety, but could you take a minute just to talk about the other two areas I mean, and also what, what you guys mean by enhanced?
1: Yeah, Enhanced kind of came about when we were trying to figure out um, how do we uh, put a vocabulary word with the improvements that we feel like we're making in the classroom, in the school, and, and with safety. And so Enhanced makes uh, the most sense there, and, and really, you know, what we feel like we're doing is, is not only improving the classroom environment or the school environment by giving tools, technology tools to teachers, students, or admin, um, but we really are – Improving or enhancing the environment that the students are learning in, or that the teachers are teaching in, and, and so that's kind of where that marketable word came from. Um, but in terms of, of the different, you know, avenues, um, we do sell technology all over kind of the gamut. And so we have classroom technology, which we consider, you know, like our interactive panel line, all the accessories that go into that, um, software for instruction and also collaboration, where they can connect their Um, uh, You know, mobile devices or Chromebooks or whatever to the panel. Um, The virtual learning software is all included in that package. And so it really is everything in that enhanced classroom bucket that a teacher would need to enhance their learning environment. And so that's kind of where uh, that one came from. And then, of course, we, you know, we've expanded our product line greatly since the company first started. And so now we also have a full line of security products, but also if we scaled back some of the security products, just a, a basic like bell paging and intercom system, which used to be um, kind of a, a, um, an enhancement to, to a school that wasn't a necessity item. Like if, you know, they didn't really have to have a bell system. They could just tell the teachers what time to, to change class. But now, with the security side of our business, the bell paging at Intercom, especially Intercom, has become a necessity item. It is it's become, you know, part of what has to happen in an emergency situation to be able to communicate to the school and to get into every classroom verbally and visually um, what's going on. And, and so, you know, that's kind of how we've segmented out each category is the classroom technology, the school technology being more of our bell paging and intercom. And then, of course, the enhanced safety, not just being the co-shield uh, protector barrier that I mentioned earlier, but our new kind of G2 secure product line that, that we've recently launched. And, and I know we will uh, discuss more.
0: Excellent. I appreciate you kind of going through there because there's there's some pretty cool stuff there. And it's neat to know that, you know, how how the company's grown into these different products and I think that's awesome. you know you know so let's talk a little bit about school safety. Uh, with more schools returning to in-person learning, have you seen more interest in technology to help in an emergency situation? I mean, what are they asking them?
1: Yeah, in fact, it's probably been more in 2021 than ever before. Um, and I think it you know really goes back to the fact that during 20, the majority of 2020, um, kids were not necessarily in school. Full time. And so we had seen prior to that um, an uptick in in school violence, unfortunately, you know, with the uh, school shootings in in 2018 and 2019. Um, Of course, the data originally starts in in 2000 with Columbine, and, and, um, you know, not to age myself, but I was in high school at that time. Um, And so, you know, we've seen this kind of trend um, of upwards. the violence activities in, in schools and then in 2020 it was actually down. but then you have to ask yourself, you know was it down because kids were not in school or, or was it down because some kids were not in school and the environment was not as you know hostile or whatever um, word you want to use. And so in 2020 all these kids were at home. Um, we're not sure if they were you know in a safe environment or if they were experiencing um, uh, other things outside of just learning for eight hours a day like they would. Um, in school. So I think we've seen a, an uptick in interest in security products and safety products um, now that we're going back to school because administration, superintendents, powers that be are truly just scared of the unknown. They don't know what to expect in 2021 because they didn't have any data really to support in 2020. Um, and they don't know what to expect with student emotions returning to school um, after being out for an entire year. So, you know, they're, they're definitely Planning a little bit more than I think they had in the past. And of course, um, the federal government has, has given a lot of financial support um, in the past few years to amp up their security measures. And, and I think because of that is, is why we're seeing so much interest in the secure line.
0: It makes perfect sense. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> when you bring the populations back in, uh, then there's greater potential again. And, and you know, what so let's talk about some of those solutions that G2 has for schools. I mean, could you share some of these? Let's let's start talking about some of those.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, the company actually was founded based on our interactive panel line. So that was the original product. Interactive panels, for those that, that are listening that may not know, is it's literally like having a giant touch uh, iPad on your wall um, that teachers are instructing from. And this was kind of part of an evolution from the traditional quote-unquote smart board um, that, that really uh, required, you know, projectors and other devices to make work, this really just takes a television and makes a touch screen that has a computer inside of it. And so um, it's something that, you know, most teachers have been using this type of technology for a while, but but interactive panels have made it easier and more intuitive to use. So that's the core original product. Um, that we had and then we uh, as a company made a couple acquisitions throughout the years and one of the companies that we purchased their biggest focus was on audio so you know we our biggest focus had been historically on the visual aspect of learning and their biggest focus was on the audible aspect of learning and so now we have um, the intercom a product G2 Communicator, which is uh, a cloud-based intercom um, and paging product. And and also, uh, we manufacture classroom audio solutions. So when you talk about um, audio amplification or, or redistribution of the teacher's voice into the classroom, there's tons of studies that have been done about how that really does um, increase the learning environment based on the student in the back being able to hear equally as the student in the front, uh, and so all of those products uh, are backed, you know, by um, true data that shows, you know, why they why they enhance the the student engagement or why they just enhance test scores and learning in general. Um, and then we kind of pivoted, obviously, and transitioned um, into into uh, school security and safety, but it was all based around the G two Communicator intercom system, because we already have that in play, and we develop our own software and most of our hardware in-house. Here in in the U.S., our our software developers are right here. We can make quick changes. We can um, introduce new ideas that even come from our clients, and one of the ideas that came from our clients was, hey, you're already doing an intercom. Um, how about we enable a visual alert to your intercom system so that was kind of step one for galaxy into the security arena is we took g2 communicator which is our bell paging intercom product and added g2 visual alerts which if an audible message is sent into the classroom so you know back in my day right we used to come on the intercom and say code red if there was something wrong in the school building and teachers would run over to the doors and they'd lock them and then everyone would get underneath their desk or table um, and, and try to block the window, I think, was the third scenario when I taught. And so now instead of coming over the intercom and saying, you know, code red, uh, our system gives them the ability to send a visual text message to every device in that school building, not just the inter- interactive panel, but their, uh, you know, iPad or, um, their PC machine or uh, simple digital signage uh, device that says, Hey, there's an intruder in D Wing and near classroom 201. Everyone, please initiate lockdown mode now. Um, and so they could still do that audibly, of course, through our system as well, but giving the visual alert portion of it allowed them to kind of be more discreet about their communication. And it didn't matter where you were in the school, you got that alert um, and knew exactly, you know, what to do. So once we launched that and really began getting some super positive feedback from the market. um, And and of course, all of this has happened uh, since January of this year, uh, we decided to focus our development on the security line. Uh, not leaving behind, of course, our instructional products with the panels that are still a uh, big part of of our business and revenue. Um, but in in future development plans, you know G Two Secure has really become our our core uh, product line and and taking visual alerts and adding on a couple other advancements in in terms of physical door locks and also communication not just within the building with visual alerts, but adding a communication layer that did actually text or chat with the first responders. And so if we look at that whole product, and, and one, the summary is basically, we're giving the school a solution where they can pick up their cell phone, they can log into a web browser, or they can use um, their video uh, uh, voiceover or IP phone to initiate a lockdown that, sends a visual page to every device in that building, physically locks the door that the teacher is in without the teacher having to walk over and lock it and put themselves in danger, and then also sends that same message to the local police, the local sheriff's department that says, hey, we have an incident here. Um, and so we really you know, have taken the burden off of, of the teachers trying to uh, go through years and years of professional development on fight or flight mode and how to react or how to be a security officer by giving them that solution to, to initiate all in one. Um, and so we, you know, not, not to be long-winded, but now I'm, I'm really proud to say we've created a company that doesn't just enhance the student's ability to learn because they're more engaged, but we truly are enhancing the student's um, ability to learn because we're taking hopefully a little bit of anxiety off of the teacher and student and creating an environment that they're focused on their studies and not having to focus on whether they're safe or not.
0: Oh, that's excellent. The, uh, you know, one of the things I got to ask you is, so we're now, I know that you've got some offices in like Jacksonville, Florida, and in, in Georgia. Um, are you, are you crossing U.S.? I mean, where, where do you kind of mainly, or do you mainly focus on a region?
1: Yeah. So we're, we are headquartered in Georgia. Um, we now have offices in Florida, um, right outside of, of Denver, Colorado, uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Salt Lake City, Utah. We have remote employees in Pennsylvania and Texas on top of that. And so because we originated in Georgia, I think the Southeast would still be considered our biggest um, area of, of like brand acknowledgement. You know, who, who is G2? And, and if you'd ask somebody in California today, they may still say, well, I'm not sure um, but I know, you know that we need those products. But, of course, if you went into a school district here in Georgia and then asked, most likely they would know. Um, and so we, we have hired a lot of those new employees and opened a lot of those new offices just since 2019. So our footprint is definitely expanding um, into the, the Western Territory. The Northeast is probably one of our biggest extension areas. Uh, but historically, we have been strongest in the Southeast.
0: Gotcha. And, and, and so kind of where my, my point was with going with this is like if, if a school or is it normally like a school system or is it a school that kind of reaches out to you? And, and if they wanted to kind of explore this a little bit further, um, what's that process like?
1: Yeah, we've had both. I mean, some school districts allow the school level administration to make those technology decisions and, and especially larger school districts because it's just hard for them to manage at, at a district level. Um, but then we've had your smaller school districts that will standardize, you know, on a district level plan, and, and they will initiate that from, from that level. Um, normally, you know, if we're reached out to you by a client either way at the school or the district level, you know, we offer support immediately to demonstrate the product, um, e- either on site or virtually. Um, and, you know, because the secure products require a little bit more technical level of understanding. We also do the physical walkthroughs of their buildings, um, you know, offer consultant-like advice in terms of where we feel like the safe rooms would be best placed and, and what how many speakers they need and, you know, where the interactive panels would have the most impact. Um, and so we really hold their hand, I guess, for lack of, of a better way of describing it, from day one all the way through them committing their budget you know, an issuing a purchase order. Um, and then, of course, after that is, is when the real work starts. So we have to then um, make sure that we're implementing all of those different products in a way that they're intertwined with one another, that they're communicating with one another, and that the staff in the building knows how to use them all. And so training, support, technical support, after-sale support um, is probably my biggest, uh, you know, stickler in the company to make sure that we're maintaining um, and and because it always leads to, you know, the additional sales, of course, as well. But uh, that's really it. I mean, from the beginning to the end, it's it's a consultancy type role where, um, you know, we're not only selling a product and, and shipping it to you, but we're taking that product and making sure you know how to implement it.
0: Excellent. Appreciate describing that because that's, you know, that's one of the things as a former principal, I've worked with companies who some were amazing to work with and some not so much. They sell you the product and then they're gone, you know, and it's and uh, I was just curious how that process worked and what it looked like because I know, uh, you know, for my principal friends who are out there listening uh, and superintendent and uh, so forth, they'd uh, um, appreciate uh, what you just described and talked about. So. Good stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, if you were given the opportunity, all right, so you get, get a chance to talk to an auditorium full of decision-makers from a school system, what I'd like to ask you is, what would you ask, what what would you wanna make sure, what, I mean, what would you say to them about why they should choose G2?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, and um, lucky for me, I get to stand in these auditoriums a lot and do these, you know, presentations and, and show our product. and um, not to sound curt, but you know why not? We do it all. We have it all. Our support is, is top notch. You know we're not we're not going to um, to leave you hanging for for um, for anything uh, after the sale. And so you know it's kind of like that one throat to choke mentality. If if we're providing you with the instructional uh, hardware, and we're also able to coordinate an emergency communication um, during that uh, situation, then you don't have multiple companies trying to come together to make that environment work. You have one company that knows the in and outs of their technology. that's able to install that infrastructure um, and, and, and have it fluid without, interruptions of different uh, companies and communication trying to happen. Um, And so that's, that's really the, the why in terms of, of the product, but you know, I, I may be more passionate than I need to be, but I always speak to the why in terms of why, you know, we're here and why we're doing what we're doing. We have common ground with our end users. We're not in the market. I would never have started a company that sold rubber gaskets for, you know, water hoses it's obvious that the company we started was based around passion and and obviously principals and, and administrators are in education for that reason or they wouldn't have gone to school for years and years and years and years to become an ed leader or a doctor in education when they could have spent the same years in school for something else and 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 make you know much more money in return, unfortunately. And and so I think that common ground of, of why they're even listening to the presentation and why I'm giving the presentation is the reason that they would go with someone like GT.
0: Excellent. I l- love it. Thanks for sh- sharing that. And uh, I, you know, and the, uh, one of the things I, I, I want to make sure that I ask you is before, you know, as we're getting close to closing finishing up, if someone wanted to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them?
1: Our website is a great place to start because um, there is a contact form there. It's just galaxynext.us N-E-X-T dot U-S. Um, but our sales uh, channel is also monitored constantly. So you can always email sales at galaxynext.us or info at galaxynext.us. Um, those email addresses reach multiple people on the inside sales team so that they can then get you uh, in touch with the local representative, the regional rep that would be able to support you in the territory.
0: Excellent. And I'll have that, that, those links in my show notes so that people can find them there nice and easy. So good stuff. Uh, uh, Megan, I got two last questions i like to ask you. And these are questions i like to ask my guests. And, and the first one goes like this. How do you keep going when there's so much going on that you're getting overwhelmed and you may want to quit?
1: Um, I didn't know that that was a, a thing. Uh, I don't I don't believe that's an option um, in in my world. But, you know, joking aside, I think um, for me, you know, we're up to to over almost 30 employees at this point, thousands of customers, uh, millions of students. You know, when I do get tired and it's been a long day and, and things aren't working out like they're supposed to or you get bad news, all I have to do is call one of my employees calling my sales reps. They're the most motivational people on planet earth in terms of being a business owner that refuses to stop or even slow down. Um, And so surrounding myself with those employees that understand where Gary and I's passion comes from makes it pretty easy.
0: That's awesome, I love that answer. I didn't know that word existed. I like that. That's that's good. (laughs) Good stuff. uh, Last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say, thank you?
1: It's a a great question. I guess I'm a little bit biased. I feel like every teacher makes an impact on a student's life. Some good, some bad. I've had both experiences. Um, But if I had to pick, you know, one, I, I guess I'd have to pick, Two, uh, so, so maybe I can't pick one, but, um, I'm in a unique situation, you know, where I, I think I mentioned earlier, my mother is a school teacher, a lifelong educator. And so I grew up in that household where, um, I never quit learning because she never quit teaching. She taught during the day and then she'd come home and, and teach at night. And, and so I, I am uh, fortunate to have her influence over, I think, what created a desire in me to be a life lifelong learner. You know, never stop, always know what's next, always know what's new, always know what's best. Um, and then on top of her, uh, I will say I had a teacher in high school. My high school career was, was a little weird. It was, it was very short, only lasted a couple of years due to Um, some health issues so I was able to accelerate and and start university a little bit earlier but during those two years that I was there I had a business teacher uh, in 10th grade that was the most supportive uh, lady individual in the world that even when I was trying to attend school on some of my my bad days we'll call them she would welcome me into her office she'd tell me to lay down on her couch for five minutes but by God if I lay there for more than five minutes she told me to get up and go to class that I that I needed to rest but I had to keep pushing on and and so, you know, I think I contribute. And I actually had the opportunity to tell this teacher uh, this a couple years ago when she came to a conference and, and saw our booths and, and all the technology. I said, you know, there have been several times over this whole uh, owning your own company uh, trip that I wanted to lay down on your sofa, but I knew that all you would do is tell me to get up and keep pushing. And so that was what kind of kept me solid um, in the early on. So she definitely had a, a major influence and, and was a very young young teacher at the time. Um, She still hasn't hit retirement age. So she uh, no telling how many additional students she was able to influence.
0: That is awesome. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing those stories. And then, Megan, thanks so much for talking with me today. It was awesome learning about how Galaxy Next Generation Incorporated, or G2, can help schools with school safety and other needs in those classrooms. I'm wishing you the best in all you do.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Teaching Learning
0: Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio.